Hey guys, this is Landon from the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, and I want to tell you about my friend Nick, because with 25 resort locations, four theme parks, two water parks, you have to book your dining reservations 180 days in advance, not to mention the 60-day window for your fast passes. There is so much on your plate when you're going down to the Walt Disney World resorts. Don't worry, because Nick, he has your back. Book a trip with Nick Salcedo at Capture the Magic Vacation and let him be your guide to your uniquely magical vacation at any Disney destination with no cost to you. Let Nick do the hard part of planning while you and your party get excited about your trip to the most magical place on earth. As a graduate of Disney's College of Disney Knowledge, hey, that rhymes, Nick is an expert at all things Disney and will truly help put the magical touch on your vacation. Contact Nick today at nick.salcedo, that's S-A-L-C-E-D-O, at ctmvagent.com and let's start planning your next trip. Also, be sure to visit his website at capturethemagicvacation.com forward slash agent forward slash Nick dash Salcedo. Be sure to mention the Monday Morning Monorail podcast for a very special surprise. That's Nick Salcedo with Capture the Magic Vacation. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and I am joined by my significant other monorail. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, (laughs) that's me. And what are you called? Samantha Monorail. The better half. I, I like to think that I'm at least a little bit complimentary of the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are the better half. I'm the old ball and chain. No, I doubt yeah, that. That's what it is. I doubt that. I should know that that's not the case. <laughs> that's not the case. <laughs> well, we are here on a Monday morning to bring you another episode of the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is number 92 in our long string of successful podcasting episodes. I guess. <laughs> has, has it all been successful? It has. Well, if people are sticking around and listening, then, you know, good. <laughs> Last week was a pretty popular episode. We had a lot of guest stars. I know. It was jam-packed full. And now you only get us. Welcome back to the typical podcast. The typical monorail. <laughs> I think part of the reason it was so popular is we had all these amazing guests that people wanted to hear from. You know, Jeremy and Rhonda, Main Street Magic. Yeah, they're awesome. The Capture the Magic Network. They've got all kinds of things going on. I think Jeremy's on a different podcast every day. Yeah, no so kidding. He's always podcasting. And then, of course, Andre from Thrills and Magic. Yeah, love All over Andre. your Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. Yep. Doing some great stuff. And then the Dillos, of course. I know. And by the way, I'm just going to use this as my segue (laughs) into, oh my God, I got to meet Jen. You finally got to meet Jen. (laughs) Finally. It's been a long time coming 
and luckily you didn't tackle her to the ground. I when- thought I might break her a little <laughs> with my hug. <laughs> yeah. I, I came at her like a wrecking ball. Ooh, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> we were sitting outside on the little patio outside of Trader Sam's waiting for our group to be called. And Jen and Frank kind of came sneaking around yep. from the side. I didn't expect them to. And you jumped up out of your chair and went into a sprint. And if you want to see what happened, <laughs> it's on slow mo on Twitter. Was it posted by the Dillo's account or was it Frank's? From the Dillo's. Okay, so you can go to at Dillo's Diz, Dillo's yep. with an S, Diz with a Z, and you can see what this very first ever meeting of, of Sam and Jen was like. It was pretty epic. At least I wasn't like the excited where you throw up, you know, <laughs> that wouldn't have been nice. Well, no, but it was really nice. And we ended up spending the evening with the Dillos and of, of course, Ali as well. A yes. Ali Flores. He's awesome. A comedic act. Is he at comedic actor? Is that what he is on Twitter? It's something like that. He's a, he's a local celebrity. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's been in... Of stage and screen. Mm-hmm. He's been in movies. A close friend of the Dillos, and now we feel very grateful to call him a friend of ours as well. And yeah, he, he was a lot of fun to hang out with, and so he joined the group. And Landau's as well, of course. Landon was with us. Yeah, uh, and seeing Landon's always awesome because he's family. That's right. So, okay, on Twitter, if you want to follow Ali, it's at Comedic Actor Ali, A-L-I. Mm-hmm. So go follow him, check out what he's up to, all kinds of stuff going on. But we had a great night. We basically recreated the path that we had taken previously when we did previously on Monorail Bar Crawl. Yes. We started at Trader Sam's, went to Grand Floridian and, and the Enchanted Rose, and then went to the Contemporary down to the Wave. Yeah. Uh, finished up there. And this time, a little experience under our belt, so we knew a little bit more about, you know, what the different places offered. We knew a little bit about, you know, the things that we liked, and it was fun to kind of share that with a new group and get to do all that all over again. So that was really, really fun. We also did our TikTok dance. Oh, we did. We did it multiple times. And I am not (laughs) very good. I'm telling you, I wasn't a cheerleader. I wasn't a dancer. I'm not a singer. This voice doesn't support musical sounds that come out of my throat. And so that means I'm not very good at moves. I I don't think that means that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I don't think it means that. Some people just, some people like me just have it. And I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, we did do this. And, it, and if you're kind of wondering, why did you do a TikTok dance? Well, the reason was we did a fundraiser with yeah. the Dillos, mm-hmm. a fundraising competition for Give Kids the World. And as a result of the amount of money we raised, we wanted to do kind of a, re- a reward for those people that helped us raise those funds. And last week... When we were speaking with the Dillos on the podcast, we came up with the plan that we were going to do a dance. I'm not going to reveal it because I think it might drop on Twitter today. People are hearing it. Yes, it is. I think so. Yeah. The editing may take a little longer because, you know, in order to make us actually look good, it might take a little work. Uh Um, (laughs) But that's in the hands. They're not going to be able to fix what I've done. (laughs) (laughs) That's over in the hands of Frank and Jen. I think maybe Jay is getting involved in that to help with some of the editing. So (laughs) we'll see what we come up with. But we did do multiple locations. And I think what we're doing is all three of the individual dances are going to be put back to back. 
just so you get to see all three. Yeah. Um, and you can decide which one was your favorite and who was the best dancer. Please I, vote for me. No, the, no voting. This is not a competition on who's the best <laughs> dancer. I don't want to know that I did terrible, just like I did on the Art of Animation thing experience. Wait, that's the resort. <laughs> animation experience. Wait, what's it called? That's what it is. The animation experience. Art of animation is the resort. The art of animation experience is just like, you know, going to <laughs> the arcade. Right. Whatever. Whatever. And so, um, no, I don't need anyone uh, critiquing any of the things that I do because I don't have that kind of talent. <laughs> but yes, you can imagine the locations we used as we were going around the monorail. And then part two of the big weekend was the Jocelyn meetup. Oh my gosh, that so was so great. Disney Gratitude 1, drop the E from Gratitude, add a 1, and that is Jocelyn on Twitter. One of the kindest, most friendly people you're ever going to want to meet. And definitely a bright spot of the Diz Twitter community. And she, with the help of a few other individuals, I think, put together the plan for this meetup of the, some of the group that we all interact with on a day-to-day basis on Diz Twitter. And we ended up having, I think, 25 people ended up showing up in total. Not everybody all at once. Yeah. It may, yeah. may have been more or less somewhere in the neighborhood of about 25. Uh, we met in the morning in front of the Town Square Theater and grouped up. They had made name tags and little snack bags for it everybody. It was so nice. Um, I immediately opened up the goldfish and spilled them all over the place. But, you know, I'm a child. And and it was kind of appropriate because for a lot of the day, I felt like we were on like a, a day camp trip or something. Yeah. Like, and Jocelyn was the it counselor. Was the kindergartners the to follow her. <laughs> we were all little ducklings or cats maybe going all over the place. But... but- she couldn't have done it without her um, little one, oh, her sidekick, Kenzie. Kenzie. Kenzie for sure helped. Oh my gosh, Kenzie is awesome, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she's a boss. So <laughs> when she gets older, she's going to like run a company, because this girl has got it. She's like her mama. She gets yep. everybody coordinated. She, people would walk up, and she'd go over, and she'd be like, um, who are you? And they'd <laughs> say the name, and she'd go, hold on a second. And she'd go out and find their bag yep. and give them their little treat bag with their name tag. I was like oh this girl is gonna gonna rule the world one day (laughs) she was more than happy to kind of lead the group through the parks as we were going from place to place Um, she'd clap her hands together and go everybody follow me (laughs) (laughs) yes we we will mom no worries (laughs) she did a great job but it was so cool to meet everybody everything really went off without a hitch i think the only thing that may have gone wrong was our group photo in the morning. I don't know if they ever found that. Yeah, that was weird. We did like a photo pass picture in the morning in front of the castle and they never surfaced on anyone's My Disney Experience, I don't think. Yeah, that was Um, weird. I haven't seen them yet. Uh, But then we did another one in the afternoon and we did get those. The only unfortunate thing was in the morning we did a a little extra special picture because we did a surprise birthday picture for Jen. Hold on. It's her birthday. Yeah, it's her birthday today. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jen. <laughs> so this episode is dedicated to Jen's birthday, yes, yes. by the way. I just wish I could uh, celebrate with her today, but I'm glad we got to celebrate this weekend. Yeah, for sure. So happy birthday, Jen. Don't be sad. It's just a number. Yeah. No, you're, and also, I, I, you're I, never as old as Frank. Yeah, or me, because <laughs> I'm also, she just turned my age, mm-hmm. so I am one month ahead of her yeah, always. Yeah, you get upset about your age, too. Eh, sometimes. I just think it doesn't matter, really. You're only as old as you act. 
<laughs> yeah, and I don't act very old. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, like I said, the day went well. We ended up doing, it was pretty neat. We started out with the Jungle Cruise. We actually had a basically a whole Jungle Cruise boat to ourselves. What we learned through the this experience was that, I guess, Jungle Cruise boats can hold about 27, 28 people. Um, so they added one little group to our group when we got on Jungle Cruise. But then we went to Pirates and we basically, we did take a whole boat. Yeah. We were like the perfect size boat for pirates. It was an entire boat. And we were dragging <laughs> along a little bit. So I think we <laughs> That were... was more like small world. Because I think pirates is a little deeper. Maybe the, the water. Well, that's, po- I agree. But we were going pretty slow through pirates. Oh, yeah. And then when we go down the uh, little ramp where the water is, it splashed bigger than it's ever oh, yeah. splashed It was a big before. splash. <laughs> we... we Felt like we were on Splash Mountain. Yeah, no um, kidding. <laughs> we did Haunted Mansion. That was fun. Yeah. We did Small World. And then uh, the group, most of the group went to Cosmic Rays for lunch. And then we did Carousel of Progress together. And then um, TTA was down. So then we took our picture. And then it was kind of time to part ways. But right. what a really good day we had. And thanks again to Jocelyn and Sabra. I know Sabra helped out a lot. If anybody else did, I'm sorry if I'm not saying specifically. But, yeah. um, but thanks to everybody who helped in any way to put that together. And um, I don't know if Jocelyn would ever commit to doing something like that ever again. But if there was another Jocelyn-centered meetup, because I think Jocelyn attracts good people. I do, too. Then um, we would be down for doing that. Yeah. Really good to meet everybody. Yeah. And I would would go through the list. But first of all, I don't want to forget anybody. But also, it was a lot of people. It was a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) So don't don't take me not saying your name as a slight. That's not what I mean. It, it was just a big group. So, yeah, we, we ended up staying around a little while longer. And one of the things we'll talk about at the end is why we stayed in the park. Because we had a dinner reservation at a place we'd never been before. Oh, my gosh. I'm so yeah. excited to talk about it. But first, let's say shame on our children for not coming out for this. No kidding. They, they did come out when we went. With Frank and Jen and Landon and Ali, um, they did a little running around while we were going through our circuit, our monorail circuit. Yep. Um, so the kids were there. They made a couple of appearances, but they decided not to come out on Saturday, and that was very sad. I know a lot of people wanted to see them. So, and they're not here today because they're you know lazy. And they yeah. Have, right. And teens. Who knows what they're doing? So anyway, all in all, I just you know I was probably feeling a little anxious about meeting everybody, and I think. I was pleasantly surprised with how easy it was to kind of talk to people. Yeah. And I guess I shouldn't have felt nervous about it because it's kind of similar to going to a place like, um, well, I'll say something that I'm a little more familiar with, like a, a nerd convention kind of thing where you're, you're all like-minded people, right? You all, everybody that was coming to this event, we all knew we loved Jocelyn and we loved Disney. And if that's all true, then we're probably all it's- cool to hang out. It's funny um, because sometimes when you say stuff like this, it makes me realize like how different our personalities are because I'm like a huge extrovert and I, you know, mm-hmm. don't get it like intimidated by crowds or anything. I'll get up in front of everyone. I don't care. Um, and to hear you say you were a little nervous about it, I, w- I hadn't even thought about it. I was just, I just got there. I just went and I, yeah, that's interesting. Well, I don't know why that surprises you about me. You know that. No, like, I know. I'm just not but I didn't. E- I didn't think. Sometimes I need to remember that stuff because I didn't even think about how you feel about stuff like that. Because I'm just like, let's go, you yeah. know. And I'm like dancing in front of everyone, like, "Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Sam." <laughs> Such a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but 
Yes, it is a little more, I'll say, somewhat intimidating for me to go into those situations because I don't think I'm an introvert. It's like I'm a hesitant extrovert because when I'm around people I'm comfortable with, I don't mind having fun and being silly and talking to everybody. Oh, yeah. No, I know. You know, so I don't know. It's weird. Maybe that's just an introvert, and, I don't, and I'm defining it. Weird. Well, maybe um, it's like a, somebody can psychoanalyze us um, while they're listening to this podcast who has experience in it or something, or just thinks they know everything. Um, but it's like a, you're in the beginning, you're an introvert until you get to know her, and then you're fine. So I think we're a bit of a yin and yang when it comes to some of these things, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well... A couple of things. I've got a couple articles that I pulled up that I thought we might want to talk about real quick. Just some small little newsy notes items. And then I want to just talk about our dinner. And then we're going to call it a day. Because you know what? We've put out some epic episodes recently. And I don't think we can top those. And now it's time to... Sometimes you have these like really intense climax moments like in a song or a movie. And then you kind of cool it out a little bit. Yeah. And get it back down to normal. And then you can peak up again later. You can't stay at that energy all the time, right? Welcome to the Monorail Valley. (laughs) I'm going to use my NPR voice from here on out. Okay. Please do. (laughs) Um, First thing I want to talk about, Disney announced that they are changing the FastPass tiers for Hollywood Studios starting... Thank you. I think it's February 19th. Now we will have, for the first time ever, Millennium Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run will be a tier one, along with Slinky Dog. Everything else, tier two. About time. So... You know... Whenever that changed and I wasn't getting the fast passes I wanted to, not only did Hollywood Studios have no shade going against it, it also now had me stuck, like, not getting on the rides I wanted to go on. So, congratulations. You're still listening to the podcast, Disney, and I applaud what you have done. (laughs) Yeah. But because... Rise of the Resistance is still popular, as popular as it was from the opening. People are still lining up a couple hours before the park opens. They also announced that they're continuing the extended Hollywood Studios hours into February, where they're opening at 7 instead of 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock or whatever it might be. So a lot of our group that was meeting up this weekend went to do Rise, and they arrived at different times with different measures of success. But of course, now the way that they're doing the boarding groups is... They're letting people in at the park, into the park, like starting around six or maybe a little before, a little after. Um, but as long as you're through, I still call them turnstiles. As long as you're through the turnstiles, the touch points with your fa- magic band. I was going to say fast band. Um, <laughs> then at seven o'clock, they open it up to where everybody can join boarding groups. And so, if your phone's a little slow or you've got a technology hiccup, you're doomed. Yeah. You know, yeah, you gotta gotta make sure like at least two people in your party are trying. Actually, um, am ready to do another wake up early and get to um, Hollywood Studios because I want to ride Rise again. I've only been on it once, mm-hmm. and although that's more than most, you've been on it three times, and that's not fair. <laughs> and I've been lucky too because I haven't had to deal with breakdowns like you did. Yeah. But they're still having issues with it. Yeah, I know. And in fact, one day last week, it didn't even open until like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's insane. Yeah. Here's hoping they get that stuff worked out. Because honestly, if they can't, and this continues on for the next like six months or something, there could be some really major changes to that ride. Yeah. And it, you know, it just won't be the same. Yeah, we don't want any of that to happen. So I really do hope that 
technologically they get it worked out. They need their like um, dream team engineers to come in and fix it. Imagineers. Uh, uh, oh, Imagineers. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. They've got to do something. But um, it's amazing, and if you can do it, it's definitely worth it. If you're planning a trip down soon, just just know you don't necessarily have to like get up at two in the morning and go get lined up at three. No, no. I mean, as long as you're through the touch points by uh, before, like at least like a few minutes prior to seven, then you're going to have the same chance as everybody else. Um, it does help to be in smaller boarding groups. Yeah. Um, so you do have to have everybody linked on My Disney Experience. You join a boarding group, you click on all the people that you want to join with, and then you um, can try to join a group once you're, once, and you, everybody, all of those people in your, bar, in your group have to be in the park. Mm-hmm. Now, once you're in a group, once you're in a boarding group, you can leave and then come back when your boarding group is called. You don't have to stay there. But yeah, everybody does have to be in the park. You have to be linked on My Disney Experience, and you have to be in by seven and the boarding groups are still i mean they're going fast like you know if you if you walk in at 7 30 they're probably gone right so it's still crazy and i don't know if there's a perfect answer to make it work smoothly i think this is just like disney's trying something different i hate that they get they get um so kind of drug over the coals over the way that this like the boarding group system works because you know what the other option is to have people lined up for six to eight hours yeah that wouldn't work would you want to spend your day doing that i wouldn't i mean because by the way especially with it breaking down you could be lined up for six to eight hours and never write it yeah so isn't this a better option even if you don't get a boarding group okay that sucks but at least you get to go do other stuff and you didn't waste your day you sound really mad is this something that's happening people are people have like disney has tried to do this boarding group thing a few different ways it never pleases everybody all I'm trying to say is, at least they're trying to do something. Yeah. And if you are unfortunate, you get to join a group, but your group isn't called that day, they're still doing the, you know, oh, here's a one-day pass and a fast pass. Yeah. A multi-experience fast pass, so come back the next day. Right. You know, so I'm just saying, I, I get it. It sucks. It's not perfect. People, it's difficult for people with small children to try to ride the ride, but they're trying to do something and they've tried to tweak it to make it more fair so that's all i'm saying we should we should maybe not freak out about every little thing it's hard i know when you're disappointed but i'm just saying that's all okay okay so yeah i got a little fired up about. yeah you did i didn't even know that anyone was saying it wasn't working out well oh people were mad about the way that and here's one thing that i think is valid disney hasn't been been very good about communicating the way they're doing this stuff ahead of time they just make changes like day of, and then people are like, what? What happened? And so that's the only thing that I feel like it's pretty fair to be upset about and maybe even like go to go to the guest experience team and go tell them, we didn't know what was going on, so we weren't able to join a group. Fine. I mean, but now like the information's out there about how they're doing it now. You know the rules. You can choose to play the game or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. But they shouldn't, I don't think they should spring things on people the way they did. Like, um, they didn't, so on day one, they didn't tell anybody that they were going to open the park like three hours early and start letting people in right. the way that they did. Yeah. You know? um, but they did that because there was such a backup. Like, if the backup gets to security outside of the touch points, they have to start letting people in because they have to get people through security. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that started triggering that. So, I, I don't know. We complain about so much, and it's silly because 
yes, it's disappointing. You're spending a lot of money to be there, but there's so many other things that you can do, and it's just worthless to get so upset about some of this stuff, I guess. That's all. Okay. And if you go, and actually, Disney tries to take care of people. If you go talk to them. That is true. If you tell them, they'll take care of you. Yeah. So, anyway, let's move on from that one. <laughs> you know, the we're getting a couple of things coming up soon now. Um, the... Uh, Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway is coming in March. Yeah. Very, very close to that now. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, the Space 220 restaurant is coming sometime soon. I hope that it comes like in the next couple months. I mean, I thought it was supposed to already be open at this point. Yeah, it's not. It, I think originally that was the plan, but yeah, it hasn't made it yet. Okay. They're starting to make some real changes where Epcot Forever's replacement Harmonious um, they're starting to do some things around Epcot to get ready for Har- Harmonious to come in. And one of them was this past week, the new barges, the fireworks barges arrived at Epcot oh, okay. for the new show. They're starting to do some refurbishment on the torches. I don't really know what that means. I hope the torches don't just go away. I really like the torches in Epcot. No, I think they're cool. And I hope they don't totally go away. Right. Um, Regal Eagle is coming along. That's exciting. Yeah. Of course, there's going to be delicious barbecue to be had in Epcot when that does open. And that leads me to the next topic, which is we experienced a a restaurant we had never tried before in the Magic Kingdom this past weekend, and it was full of barbecue and smoked meats. It was. And the reason we decided to try this one, well, first of all, it was on our list of we've never done this thing and we should do it. But also... A few months ago, we were we started a conversation on Twitter about uh, Pecos Bill because it's funny to, to give Sam a hard time about Pecos Bill. She holds something that happened on an old trip that was really my fault against Pecos Bill. It's not Pecos Bill fault. It's, it's, it's my fault. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but because of that, she hates that place. And um, so I asked the question, like, I like Pecos Bill. Do you all like Pecos Bill? And there were people who were like, yeah, Pecos Bill's great because they got this awesome toppings bar and all this different kind of stuff. Well, Jackie from Super Enthused, Super Enthused on Twitter and YouTube, um, actually chimed in and said that she found a new favorite spot to eat in the Magic Kingdom that had recently kind of done a, a menu changeover, and she felt like people weren't aware of it and needed to give it another try. So she recommended the Diamond Horseshoe. Right. So we heard that, and also I think she had said, like, she, she got a beer there, and it was her first beer she ever had in the Magic Kingdom. I remember that. You know? So we were like, okay, we like barbecue. We like beer. It's an all-you-care-to-eat kind of dinner if you go there at dinner time. At lunch, it's it's menu. Um, but at dinner time, you can do all-you-care-to-eat. And, and actually, at the time we arrived, because we had kind of like a senior citizen's dining time, it was <laughs> 3.50 in the afternoon. Yeah, it was. Um, you can do either. They give you the menu, and you can either order off the lunch menu or do the all-you-care-to-eat dinner. Um, we did the all-you-care-to-eat dinner because that's what we were there for. And that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we decided to do it. The, the kids were supposed to go with us. They, Of course, they didn't show up to Magic Kingdom. So Landon took their place, which is okay because sometimes, you know, he kind of serves as like the, the stand-in for the kids at times. We have yeah. to watch after him, take care yeah. of him, feed him, make I, sure he's getting water. Yeah, I don't... Well, we do have to make sure he's getting water. <laughs> make sure he doesn't overdo it, you know. He doesn't put on sunscreen either. Yeah, put he on really sun- needs See, to do that. Okay, you were, you were acting like this wasn't true, but we it gotta take true. care it's of Landon. True. Yeah, <laughs> you're <laughs> he, right. He's kind of a man baby at times. <laughs> he knows it. Um, so we decided to do the Diamond Horseshoe. And one thing I will say is, I did think that there was gonna be, like, live entertainment. I did too. Um, 
And that's just maybe because there used to be there, but nowadays they've got up on stage, you go in and it looks like an old kind of saloon, like it's in the Westerns in Frontierland. And the aesthetic, it looks like it's perfectly set up for some musical act. I know. I actually think that they're really doing that place a disservice by not having like, at least like a can-can dancer ladies come out and kick for a minute, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Something. Something. Something um, a little more interactive, get the crowd, you know. Of course, you got, you know, you got food in your mouth, but you can stomp your feet. Yeah. You might not want to clap your hands because you're trying to shove all that smoked meat into your mouth, but you can stomp your feet (laughs) and enjoy the music. It's true. But they, uh, alas, it is like a player piano that's up on stage. And so they've got some signs on either side of it. They're like, world famous player piano. And it plays some tunes while you eat. I mean, it's fun. It adds to the atmosphere, but it would be nice to have something happening on stage. Yeah, yeah. It's two floors. The The main floor has, like, tables that are set up, and then there's a couple elevated beside the stage. There's a couple little platforms where there's tables for, like, larger groups. But then the second floor is in the shape of, like, a horseshoe, and it looks like there's a table that goes... It's like a long bar table that goes all around the rail of the top floor. Right. And I don't know if you'd have to stand there, and maybe that... I guess that was used back in the day when they did do a show there, yeah, I would maybe. imagine. But I don't know if maybe it gets busy if they put people up there, but there was nobody up there. They had it roped off when we were there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Atmosphere-wise, I thought it was pretty nice. I just think it would have been pretty cool to have something going on. Yeah, a little more interactive. Give it that Disney feel of... Having, like, something fun happening. Yeah. Because the piano's fine, but I didn't even really pay attention to it. Well, no. We were busy eating. Yeah. I paid attention when it first kicked on because it doesn't constantly play. Right. It takes breaks, you know, as robots do. They occasionally need their breaks as well. So, with the all-you-care-to-eat dinner, here's what you get. You get starters. You get a mixed green salad, cucumber, tomato, red onion, creamy chipotle dressing, which... Was good. It was really good. But you don't want to fill up too much on that because there's a lot better stuff coming. Yeah. They give you jalapeno cheddar cornbread with sweet honey chipotle butter. And that was really good too. Yeah. That was delicious. And of course, they'll keep that coming. If you clear that out, you can get more of that stuff. Yep. And then comes the main event. The saloon feast. All you care to enjoy. I got to say it right. It's not all, all you can eat anymore. It's all you care to enjoy. Carved beef brisket. Smoked sausage. Citrus marinated chicken, barbecue pulled pork, and then the sides are mac and cheese, harvest baked beans, seasonal seasonal veggies, which we didn't get seasonal veggies, but we got mashed potatoes. Yeah. No matter what you decide is your like your favorite thing, they'll just keep. The, you don't have to like clear out the platter before they'll bring you more. Like if you decide that the brisket is your favorite thing and everybody just eats the brisket, they'll just keep bring, bringing you more brisket. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to remember, at Whispering Canyon, did they do that same thing? Yes, they did. So if there was something that we ended up eating a lot of, they'd bring us more of that Yeah, I remember thing. them bringing out like something specific that okay. I think Garrett liked or something. Okay. And if you manage to save room for it, the dessert is a s'more cake. Smoked chocolate cake, graham cracker buttercream, and toasted marshmallow. You're not a fan of s'more, but I thought it was very good. That was my least favorite thing out of all of them. I would have eaten more salad instead of that cake. But I also think that that cake had that Oreo cookie mm-hmm. taste to it. And ugh, yeah, I you hate Oreos. Yeah, you're not a big fan of Ore- Oreos. So gross. Yeah. And to drink, I actually ordered an Angry or- Orchard crisp apple cider. So I had an apple <laughs> cider to drink with it. And you had a highlight. Yep. 
The and, IPA beer. Yeah, and Landon had Blue Moon. So we all had a, you know, an adult beverage with our meal. Those are not all you care to enjoy, by the way. Yeah, you have to pay for them. But I also, um, because I knew I wouldn't care for the cake whenever I heard it was s'mores, I also ordered myself a frozen sweet tea. And it was really good, but you have to really want, like, sweet tea. Um, I usually drink unsweet tea. <laughs> and this tea was, like, McDonald's sweet, you know. It was, whew. It was. <laughs> Very intense. But I enjoyed about a fourth of maybe a little more, a third of it. So... You had a little bit of it. Yeah, it was very sweet. It was really sweet. It wasn't... Yeah, it was mostly like sugar. It was sugary, very Frozen sugary. sugar drink. Yeah. But eh, some people like their sweet tea super sweet. Yeah, mm. maybe next time. Well, I probably won't order it. <laughs> so the price per adult at this place is $39 per adult. It's $21 per child. And then you, um, the drinks are, you know, add-on. Add-on price. Not included unless you just drink water. And you can use tables in Wonderland there. You can. Yes, that's true. It does say... Now, here's something I can't confirm or deny. It says assorted fountain beverages on the menu, and it doesn't have a price. So it's possible that those are actually included. Like, uh, it looks like you could probably get, um, if you want a soda, coffee, a milk, they have that available, or water. I think those might be included in the dinner price because they're not priced individually on here. The ones that are, are the frozen sweet tea, the frozen lemonade, and then they've got a specialty character drink for $8 that you can get that comes with a souvenir character cup and a glowing character clip-on light. Okay. Yeah. So, and of course the adult drinks, and they have wine too, if you want wine. Yeah. So you ran through the menu. I did. But let's talk about what we thought about it. Okay. What did you think about it? Oh my gosh, it was so (laughs) freaking good. Like... I, I feel bad that the kids weren't there, but I'm also kind of happy because that means we have to go back. And yeah. oh my gosh, it was really good. I really enjoyed that chicken. Mm-hmm. The chicken was like really soft and tender. And I like dark meat better than I do white meat. Um, and so it was thighs. Mm-hmm. So thigh, like dark meat's just juicier. Yeah. And so smoking that really juicy meat was awesome Mm -hmm. and then i would say the brisket and the sausage were right up there with it too i think the pulled pork was good and i wouldn't i wouldn't have been sad if that's what we were eating but um i didn't like it as much as the other things it was a little more pedestrian yeah and they do bring you barbecue sauce on the side so you can put as much or or as little as you want and the barbecue sauce was good yeah i I thought. thought so too oh and the mashed potatoes fantastic yeah they were really good. The harvest baked beans tasted like baked beans that you'd get at like a cookout, but it was pintos. Um, and kidney. There were pintos, pintos and, and kidney, kidney beans. In yeah. It. Which it just looks a little different, but then it tastes like the baked beans that you're used to having, you know, if you go to a, a cookout or something. So those were good. The mac and cheese was just fine. Yeah. It, it's mac and cheese, so it's good. Yeah. I like mixing in a little barbecue sauce with my mac and cheese. Yeah, I know. I'm not a huge barbecue sauce person. Like, I don't add it to chicken nuggets or something, but I liked it on this stuff just a little bit. Sometimes when you go to places that are not, like, known for their barbecue, I think the barbecue ends up tasting like either, A, they got it out of, like, a Sweet Baby Ray's bottle, or it tastes a little ketchupy. Yeah. And I didn't think that... Of this. Now, it may have just been Sweet Baby Ray's. I don't know. I think it probably was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it just, I don't know. It was good. I, li- 
like um, I like sweet baby Ray's. So I like barbecue sauce that's more like mustardy or like uh, vinegary. Or well, something. you'll be able to get that at the Regal Eagle. Yeah, or really spicy. I like really spicy barbecue. Yeah, I like a spicy barbecue as well. Yeah. I would probably say that the beef brisket was the best. It was a touch fatty. Yeah. But it was still okay. I mean, fatty is flavorful. Yeah. The smoked sausage was pretty good. It comes out like the links are connected. So you have to like separate the links like they're on a string, which is interesting. The chicken was really good. I would say, though, that my favorite was the brisket for sure. And the pulled pork. I mean, I ate a lot of it. It was fine. Um, It wasn't bad. Like you said, if that's what we were served and... You know that was what was on the platter. I wouldn't. I would not have been unhappy with that. And then, uh, of course, we didn't get seasonal vegetables. But yeah, I think the mashed potatoes were my favorite side. They definitely stood out. They were. It was. They were nice and smooth. They had the skins in them. Yeah, yeah. And they were good. Dirty mashed potatoes. And I like the s'mores cake and that jalapeno cornbread. The jalapeno cheddar cornbread. I'm a cornbread fan, and it was good. Yeah, um, I was know, happy with that. You know I actually what you could do? Make it. What you could do is take that cornbread. Um, and kind of chop it up and pour those beans on top of it. Oh. I bet that would have been real good. Ooh, maybe I'll just make that for dinner one night this week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I didn't do that at the time. Or you could have made like a pulled pork sandwich with the cornbread. Yeah, that'd be really good. Yeah. Ooh. So pour that barbecue sauce on I'm there. Hungry. Put the pulled pork in between, like slice the cornbread in half, put it on there. And uh, yeah, that would be tasty. Why didn't I come up with these ideas at the time? I don't know. I don't know, but now I've got them, so now we have to go back and yeah. do it right. Do yeah. it even better. I am. I'm, I'm hungry. So, Diamond Horseshoe, we can put a check by that now. We've done it, and I, I think we both had some really good things to say about it. So, I, in terms of dining in the Magic Kingdom, we've we let's let's talk about the places we have eaten. Definitely Pecos Bill, Columbia, Columbia Harbor House, Cosmic Rays, Casey's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pinocchio Village House. Mm-hmm. Uh, Be Our Guest. Mm-hmm. Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. I'm listening for you. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Hi, Crystal <laughs> yeah, Palace. Yeah, that's me. And you guys went to the Skipper Canteen once. We ate at Skipper Canteen. And now... We've been to Tortuga. Tortuga. And now the Diamond Horseshoe. So, out of all those... And I know we're putting quick service in with table service, but... Um, what, what do you think? Where would you rank Diamond Horseshoe? I mean, it it depends on my mood, mm-hmm. but of course they're more expensive than the other places, but Diamond Horseshoe and Be Our Guest are right up there. If I want a steak, I'm going to go to Be Our Guest. Yeah. But if I'm just wanting to eat a lot of really good food, I'm going to Diamond Horseshoe for yeah. sure. They're, they're two different vibes too. Like Di- Diamond Horseshoe feels like it's a, a more laid back environment. You're getting like a down home kind of meal. Right. Which, you know, comfort foodie kind of stuff. You can kind of relax and have a good time, be noisy and just enjoy yourself. Um, be Our Guest feels much more formal. It does. Even yeah. though people aren't dressed up, you're in a theme park. Yeah. But it's a more formal dining experience. Um, so it is kind of a different vibe. I thought Be Our Guest was amazing, but it, it is super expensive. It was amazing. It really was. Like, you really pay for that. Yeah, you do. So, yeah. I I mean, if you're rating it on value, um, the quality of the food, and the experience, and our server was great. Yeah, he was really nice. Yeah. Then I do think that Diamond Horseshoe would be up there for me as well. I, I almost you almost have to put them in different categories, but yeah, you do. I because I can't say that I like. 
I love be our guest. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been one, like whenever I went, I wanted to go for so long, and I was just so happy to be there. But um, yeah, Diamond Horseshoe, even though it's still kind of expensive, it's not cheap to eat. No, there. it's not. But, but you know, if you go and do table service at any theme park like Magic Kingdom restaurant or Epcot or wherever. You're in the thirty to forty dollar range per person, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that if if you're there and you're looking to, for something like that, and you want it to be within the forty dollar range, mm-hmm. um, that's where you go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. so good, people. It is, yeah. And if you want like to go with a little cheaper version of it, go at lunchtime, mm-hmm. and then you can order a la carte and just have what you want. And get that chicken. Yeah, get, you can get the chicken. You can get the pulled pork, whatever. Yeah. Um, so definitely glad we did it. And I know we've got other places to try, but it's going to be tempting to go back there soon, I think, probably. Yeah, I really do want to go back. Yeah. So I hope I hope we didn't set the bar too high for some of these other places that we need to try. Right. <laughs> like, are we going to be disappointed now by like the town square, like Tony's town square? Or the Plaza Restaurant or whatever. Maybe. You know, it's possible. Uh-huh. Um, but some people really like those places, too. So um, what do you think? I mean, have, have you all tried the Diamond Horseshoe? Do you enjoy it? Like, what's your feet? I mean, especially since the changeover of the menu, which I think happened in 2018. Um, so it's been now a couple of years. But, um, you know, I, I'd love to know what your thoughts. Do you feel like it's a good value? What's your favorite thing? Have you had lunch there? And what's that like for you? Or... Did you go in the past and you hated it or something? Like, right. I, you know, let us know. Yeah. And uh, and and then give us your recommendation for where we should try next. I'd like to hear that as well. So. Agree. Yeah. We'll have to take the kids and get their thoughts on it, but I think they're going to like it too. I know they'll like that. That was good. Yeah. It And it isn't really far off from Whispering Canyon in Mm-mm. terms of if you get the all you care to eat skillet kind of thing. Yeah. It's a similar, similar meal. Yeah, I agree. And I liked Whispering Canyon a lot. I, I may, because I like that chicken so much, I may like it better over there. Yeah. Mm, who knows? <laughs> Guess I need to go back to both. I wonder if maybe we should save like Liberty Tree for later on because I Give feel us like. Some time. <laughs> yeah. And maybe the next one we should do is maybe like Tony's Town Square. Okay. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. Well, let us know. And how do you do that? You can talk to us on the Twitter. We're at Morning Monorail. We're Monday Morning Monorail on Instagram. On YouTube, we have a website, Monday Morning Monorail Podcast.com. And we're on Facebook. And you can email us, Monday Morning Monorail at gmail.com. And um, we're not on TikTok. Yeah. But we might be making an appearance on TikTok today. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy, people. Yeah. McKenna is very concerned that we're going to get brutally ripped apart by teens. By teens. And I say bring it. I don't care. Who cares? Yeah. So, thanks so much for listening, guys. Sorry this is probably a little more low-key and uh, a little less exciting than our in-park recording and all our guest stars. But, man, that was a lot to cram into one episode. I'm exciting. You are exciting. I am enough. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but uh, come back next week. We'll have the full crew with us, and we'll be back with M34D as well. Until then, I hope you have a magical week. Bye-bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. 
Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all. <laughs>